My guest on this episode of The Chat is plastic surgeon Dr David Alessi, who tells me where I need nipping, tucking and filling. And about his work with non-profit Face Forward LA, where he rebuilds the faces and lives of victims of extreme violence. I went to Dr Alessi's offices in Beverly Hills for a consultation and a chat. Put the kettle on, Tiago. We simply must applaud them. The Chat Podcast with Claire Borden. Keep and chat I'm Dr. Alessi. Hello, Dr. Alessi. Thank you so much. And how are you doing today? Well, I'm very well, thank you. So, uh, I see you see all your medical stuff in, in a chart here. So, let's just talk about all the fun stuff. Okay. So, I like what's really important. What I feel is that you, I'm not just going to tell you what you need to have done. I want you to tell me what your concerns are because right. you always have to listen to the patient first because it's your face and not mine. Okay. Well, okay. I, I wouldn't say I have any concerns. But just but an when observation. You're, when, you're at home the, when you're at home. Uh, look in the mirror and just say, I wish a doctor could magically do something, what would it be? It would be to make me look younger. It used to, I'm 62, and as you can see, I haven't had anything done. And I, I used to, uh, the, the, the years ago, people would marvel at how old I was and didn't mm. believe it now. Nobody says a word, you know. <laughs> and I look, and I keep catching myself in the reflection, and I've become my mother, right. who was an amazing woman. She's never had anything done either, but I'm thinking, crikey, I'm really getting old. But I, um, you know, money is an issue with me, so it's not something I could afford to do. But if I'm honest, mm -hmm. the worst thing is when you look down right. and you see that horrible oh, jowly thing. Yes. So in my, in my dreams, if I could afford it, I would have a little, I think if I see the photo of it up there, the, the lift, the, the mini the, lift, the, the a, little bit of, exactly. a little bit of jowl and a little mm -hmm. bit of neck. What I don't like to see is when you see people with the, the eyes and it's all that fake thing, it's just horrible. But, and I always thought if I, when I was 65, maybe mm. I'd have it done. I've got very sensitive eyes and I did have, it wasn't Botox, because that scares me. I think it was called Ristolin, is that what it's Ristolin, called? Yes. With a, with a um, hyaluronic acid. Yes. And and, I'm, and it was just to, to get rid of dark rings. I thought I'd give it a go because a friend of mine did it, and she's a very good and professional. But I'm so sensitive. I had black eyes, mm -hmm. scabs. I couldn't leave the house. Scabs? Yes. That's when, very, when it, I've never seen that after any oh, So I'd never, I'd never do that again. Mm -hmm. I will admit that mm -hmm. maybe three or four weeks afterwards you could see an improvement, but right. I wouldn't do. I'm, I'm not that vain that I would go through that. No, I've also. Yeah. I'm very. I know people who've had the the peels, the acid peels, and different facelifts. I've mm -hmm. seen, and the. I mean, it's just horrific. Yeah. I mean, when, it, when a facelift is done poorly, it's just horrible. Because what happens is that as you age, not only does the skin sag, but the fat and muscle sags at the same time. Right. And so, a lot of people, uh, either poorly trained surgeons or people going naively, naively have it done. It'll just pull back the skin. If you do that, all the muscle and fat stays where it is, and you just have this basically this overstretched old Hollywood actress look that mm. looks yes. horrible. Yes, horrible. And number two, it doesn't last that long. So if you're going to do any kind of lifting technique, what you want to do is not just pull back the skin a little bit, but you need to pull back the underlying muscle and fat, mm. and and the and the underlying fibrous layer. And that does a couple things. Number one, it makes it look more natural. Yes. Number two, it puts everything that's been sagging back to where it should be. Right. And then number three, it makes it last a whole lot longer because... How long do they last? It can last for 15 years longer. So I mean, if you're 85, you still look like you're 70 and yeah. whatever. 
And so, but if it's done the right way, it should last a long time. It should look very, very natural. No, that, that, that look where they have it so overstretched, it's, yes. it's horrible. So would you refuse to give one to someone who's had it too many times or didn't uh, need it? Uh, well, I, I talk, it, first of all, it's a patient's decision uh, to a certain degree. I mean, there's sometimes people just say some things that are just so outrageous. And then some, if you're unethical, you just say, well, if I don't do it, someone else is going to do it. In mm -hmm. which case, just let somebody else do it. Okay. Um, but I, know they're, they're, I can typically coach through, and I, I think I saw the box quite a bit. And so there, if someone has some, uh, someone that's done poorly, I can go ahead and actually reverse some of those changes and make them look more natural as well as lifting at the same time. So it just depends on every patient is different. You need to really understand what the concerns are and then deal with what, you, what they present with you. So uh, what, the sort of people that come to see you, are they rich? women um, or are they regular people like me who would be saving up for something? It, 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 it's, it's, like, it's like going on a holiday at a five-star resort. Yeah. And, and some of the people there have spent their entire life savings going on one dream trip and they just may be uh, simple working class people and other people are just it, go to, on trips like that 10 times a year because the money's of no concern. And so the answer is you, you see everything. I have, I have someone, uh, one patient in it will be a multimillionaire and the next patient will just be some a school teacher who's been saving her entire life to be able to afford something like that. Would you say it's about 50-50? Probably 50-50, you see, you see both. And more women than men? Um, uh, you actually see quite a bit of both because men are just as vain as women are. Right. Um, but you probably see uh, the majority would be women, but uh, not, it's not a great majority. It would probably be 60% women and 40% men. But you just said vain, the vanity word. Yeah. So it is vanity then. But, well, it is vanity, but again, it's not a, that's not a bad thing. Uh, vainness can be a bad word. It can also be just normal because um, birds groom. Reptiles groom, mammals groom, and humans groom. That's why you're. That's why you have lovely dress on. Your watch matches and everything right, like that. Right, dye your hair. Exactly. We all do it to a certain level. Yeah, every, every, so so people, people come in and they say they do anything cosmetic, but then they have like gorgeous jewelry on and things like that. And so it's it's everybody grooms. You just have to figure out what your cosmetic game plan would be. Mm -hmm. And some people just don't want to be, uh, don't want to think of surgery, so that we do non-invasive things. And other people just want to look as, as good as they can and for as long as they can. So sometimes we start doing surgeries even at the age of forty, and then continue to do like. Every 10 years so they look as good as they possibly can. Right. Other people come in when they're 60, 65 and just have the one big shebang. Yeah. That's normal. But getting to that, what happened is that remember your, your mom, your, your grandmom and your granddad when they're like 60 years old, they're basically getting ready to go to a nursing home and, and yeah. they're going to retire, things like that. But nowadays, some, we're, all, we're all healthier, our lifestyles are healthier, we all exercise. And so, if someone's 60 right now, the thought of, uh, of um, of someone retiring or, or not being active when they're 60 years old is just it's just antithetical. I mean, people just we all feel like we're 30, then we look in the mirror, and we look yeah. like we're 60, and, and, and that's why cosmetic surgery is becoming more and more common because uh, if, if someone's ready to go to a nursing home, they're not going to want to have anything cosmetically done. But again, the the 60 from your uh, grandmother, great grandmother, mm. is so much different than it was nowadays. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's it's a fascinating subject, isn't it? And I, I forgive me if this is a trivial question, but what's the difference between plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery? Is uh, there a difference? Plastic surgery includes uh, cosmetic surgery. It includes it's more of an uh, overcompensating uh, thing. It includes uh, cosmetic surgery reconstruction, like for our face forward patients that I yes. that we do for um, uh, for cleft lips, for um, for uh, everything. Oh, you and do that? You do you do cleft? Yeah, we do that too. Yes. And, and, and so, uh, but cosmetic surgery is strictly for uh, like injectables and noses and facelifts and things like that. Okay. And what are the popular injectables? Still Botox? Uh, Botox is still very injectable. A lot of people are worried about Botox because it's a poison. But what they don't realize is that tomatoes are a poison. Water is a poison. So if you have too much of anything in your body, you will die from it. If you drink like 20 gallons of water immediately, you get very, very sick. 
And so likewise with Botox, Botox, if you have too much of it, it's a poison. And it initially came from the old lockjaw, and there's a bacteria called uh, Clostridium botulinum that will go ahead and make uh, the botulinum toxin. And so we have uh, hundreds of thousands of units circulating in your bloodstream, it will cause a paralysis of your diaphragm and cause you to, to not breathe and die. But when, you, but when you're using like a, a 10,000 times less than that, it's found to be very, very beneficial uh, cosmetically as well as therapeutically. So for example, it's used for, uh, for people who have cerebral palsy, have a lot of spasticity in their legs. It's used for people who have tension headaches and migraine headaches. It's used for people who have um, double vision. You can paralyze, weaken one of the muscles in the eye so they will have better vision. And it's come from that to be used cosmetically too. And so the, but the thing about Botox, it has such a large therapeutic window in terms of safety. If you have um, 10,000 times the normal dose of, uh, of water, you'll die from it. And so the Botox mm -hmm. has a greater, a greater... Uh, but is it, how, how long has Botox been going? Is, is it 30 years? About, about, about 30 years. So you don't think it's a, a time bomb that we won't know uh, what the repercussions No, no it's been around for a long time. There hasn't been anything like that at all. There's no like where it causes cancer or anything like that at all. Right, but it does. It's not going into the brain and doing not going crazy into the brain, stuff. No, it's, it's, a, it's a protein, so it's a too big of a molecule. So the body has some uh, has a, pr a protective mechanisms for the brain. Number one, it's in a very hard bony case. Now, number two, the uh, the blood circulation of the brain is called a blood-brain barrier, where there's a lot of chemicals that can get into other tissues of your body that can't get into the brain tissue, and, and the botulinum toxin will not cross the blood-brain barrier, so it's not an issue. Are there any new procedures around that people might not have heard about? What's the latest technology in your well, field? Well, we're, uh, first of all, the surgery is getting better and better. We tell you, in the old days, you used uh, to be a proud surgeon if you could sit there and make a big incision and close it. Nowadays, you're a proud surgeon if you can make, do the smallest incision you possibly can. For, uh, for in your case, you have a little bit of uh, uh, pudging of the, of the underneath the eye. Hey, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, we all have but, but, but Okay, it, what it, would you do to get rid of that? Uh, you can get rid of it. You can actually make, instead of making an incision on the outside of the eye, you can actually make an incision on the inside of the eye, and that's why you, that way you don't have visible incisions. And is that a general anesthetic? But you, can, uh, that, you can do local sedation, but a lot of people have to do it in general, which it's your choice. Right. Oh, goodness. And, 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 and so, but it's, it's a great way to get rid of those, uh, those little fat bags underneath your eyes. And it's a great thing because those fat bags just make everybody look tired. Yeah. You get rid of those. It's just a, it's a, it's a cool thing to do. Yes, you're quite right. Well, I'm here principally because I want to talk to you about the extraordinary work. So let's talk about, let's finish your consultation. Oh, man, so you're not going to come up with more things for me. Oh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> Everybody has different different things from financially and what they can mm -hmm. afford, what they're okay. willing to afford, and other two, what they're willing to go through. So I just go from top to bottom and tell you some things that can be done. Okay. And then you can basically, then you, and then you, right. you come up with a, uh, with a smorgasbord of things for you to do, and you choose them and pick what you want to do. Okay. okay. The first thing I always look at is the decolletage of a woman right here. Mm -hmm. And you obviously have a little sun damage right there and since you have fair skin and the biggest cause for aging is smoking and sun exposure yeah. and even if you've already had a lot of sun exposure you might say well I've already had a lot of sun exposure what, what difference does it make well it still makes a lot of difference it's not quite like radiation where you can only get a certain amount of dosage over your lifetime but it kind of does act like that a little bit I've seen people who uh, have a lot of sun damage and also they have one more you know vacation in the sun also, they come back and they look like they've aged 20 years overnight. I don't go in the sun. I wear a baseball cap at all times. Perfect. And, and, and sunblock. And, and make sure you wear it in your hands, too, because the common oh, yes, sign yeah. for aging is your hands. So always have sunblock on your hands, okay? okay. So that, yeah. that's the first thing. Because you, you have had sun exposure when you are younger because you didn't know about it, but that's now right. you don't want to have any more sun exposure, okay? And, and then, so second, come on from top and bottom. Hold the mirror down like this. 
Okay. Yeah, better than yeah. We're not here to look at We're here just to look now. So basically, your brows are starting to go down south a little bit right here. So having them come up this way would be nice. Um, the ways that, the ways to do that are number one, you can have what's called an endoscopic brow lift, which is surgery, mm -hmm. which will help to improve it to about like that, which would be nice, but that's not critical. The other thing you can probably hold off on that quite a bit, and a wonderful treatment for that would be Botox. Because a, a lot of people think that with Botox, that they put Botox above the eyebrows and get mm -hmm. the eyebrow to yeah. come up, and that's exactly what will not happen. If you because you have muscle that raise the eyebrow and you have muscle that depress the eyebrow. So if you put if you put Botox above the eyebrow, you're going to weaken the eyebrow elevators, and the eyebrow will drop. Okay. And so what you want to do if you put a little Botox around the corner of the eye here and just uh, underneath the eyebrow, then you release the depressor of the eyebrow, and the eyebrow will come up that way a little bit and just open these eyes up. Okay. You have nice blue eyes, it'll be nice to open that even more. You have little crow's feet around the around the, this right here. These little crow's feet will get better with two things. Number one, they'll get better with Botox, and number two, they'll get better with uh, with laser. And then once, but once you're in that, once you join that game, you've got to keep it up. It's just like if you if you have gray hair, you can dye your hair, you can dye your hair whatever color you want to, and then you can let it go back to being gray. So, right. but so if you stop it. If you stop it, you just go back to where you were before. It's no big, it's no big deal. But but most people once they start to look good, once it's, it's, like most people they dye their hair. If their hair was like really gray, and they dye their hair and it's, and it's a beautiful color now. Then they'll probably continue doing that because people like to feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a danger it can become an addiction. Not that I've got an addictive personality, but no, most people don't. It, 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 okay. And then uh, going a little bit further, you got a little bit of redness in your skin right here. Which That's because I'm hot and nervous. Uh, well, that and, and that it's a little bit of what you call rosacea, but the, basically. <laughs> If you have that developed in a laser takes care of that, you can get rid of all okay. that with laser, okay, or IPLs. Mm -hmm. um, going a little bit further, you have um, little folds right here, but they're actually pretty good for you. That's why people always thought you looked, uh, uh, you know, in your state of age, because you don't have any folds around your nose. Thank you. Um, you have little lines around your mouth here. Yes. Um, laser. Okay, you can put Botox What do you mean by, do you mean, you burn it off? Yeah, you burn it. You can put Botox in there. Or a lot of people do, but then your lips start to get to, uh, kind of it's flat and looking yeah, really horrible. funny, and you can't really. It, it's it's like that horrible. neck because I do I do uh, exercises. We're, we're, we're getting the exit. And so what laser does the old type of laser would remove the entire top layer of skin, and then would grow back and grow back nice and smooth, but mm. kind of look kind of glassy afterwards. Never really look normal. Mm. So nowadays, the modern lasers are all called fractional lasers, which means they only remove a fraction of the skin. And so, uh, so the skin comes. So you have enough skin there to regenerate, and just basically the parts of the skin that are blade removed will then tighten up, and so the little fine lines around your mouth, around the, the crow's feet, will get ready. It'll get better anywhere like like thirty percent to fifty percent, or even more. And would I, if you put an injection in, would it? Would I get marking? Would I? Do you think I'd get bruising? Um, it, it, it's always possible. I mean, Botox would be very unlikely. With uh, fillers around the eyes, about twenty percent of the time you get you get bruising. Never seen scabbing. From an injection before, that, that's, okay. I, I think it was probably injected too superficial, okay. and that can actually cause some uh, some uh, loss of skin actually. Okay. And, but we don't, you know, uh, get injected shouldn't do that. Oh, God, now, looking in the mirror, get, get, it's horrible. Get, getting to your lower half right here, you basically have some bands called from your platysma, which happens in thin women. And so, you, I'm so sorry. Could you just say that again? The, uh, happens in thin and, women. And, and, th and thin women, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you're a thin woman, and, and so you got little bands right here, and you basically need to uh, take these bands out, sew them together, oh. and pull everything back up that way, and, it's right. gonna, and that's exactly what it just looks like. There's no uh, easy ways around. There's, there's um, are things called radio frequency, which is not radioactivity, but radio frequency, which is basically microwaves. And they heat the underskin a little bit, so this, the, under, the collagen, elastin, and the underskin will break down. And then when it reforms, it'll reform tighter. Mm. So those things are, have shown promise in terms of uh, getting skin to be a little bit tighter. The uh, things such as Thamage and Ulthera 
Well, I thought it was a little different me- mechanism, but still, they basically heat the skin up and cause it to tighten a little bit. They have like a modest result. A lot of patients who have Althera, they come back and, and well, and they come back like six months later, you won't even know they had a result. But for example, I was going to get an Althera, so I had it had done to half my forehead, which half did I have it done to? You had it done to half? Yes, just what? to see if it worked. That possibly that's like the other thing. Yeah, you can't, it didn't do anything. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and so, Are you dis- disappointed? Um, no, I, I just, I just, it just made me not get the machine. And that's, then the, the most you can tighten the skin non-invasively is something called profound, which instead of having the radio frequency applied with like a, a, a heater on top of the skin, they actually little needles that get deployed underneath the skin to where the collagen elastinar, so you can actually heat it up much more. And that, it, it has, that has an effect on everybody. Sometimes it's like a really modest result, sometimes it's a moderate result. Um, but everybody has it as a result from the, uh, from the profound. And so if you say absolutely no surgery, that's what you do. And if you had a if you had a wonderful neck, and you're just coming in because you want a little tighten around here, I actually would encourage you to to do uh, profound because surgery could obviously tighten this up a little bit, but you would have a nice result with just profound alone. Stay calm and chat on. Now, most importantly, yes. you are doing you and your wife have set up a, a nonprofit yes. to help women, men, and children yes. who are victims of abuse to and violence to such an extent that they have devastating injuries that need... Yes, Things for us formed about maybe 10 years ago. Uh, my wife founded it, and she's, she's the one who should get all the kudos because she runs it 24-7. If it's, it's people congratulate me, and I think it's almost, I feel bad because if I, you know, if I like, already have like um, a whole day worth of cases and adding an hour or two case on adding, you know, you know, a few times a month, this doesn't really take any extra time out of my, out of my life at all, so it's, you know, it's a, such a pleasure to do. Um, but but these survivors come through, they're, they're carefully selected, and some of them have a catastrophic injury, some of them have uh, like just like broken noses and things like that. Um, but the main thing with phase four is instead of um, just giving people surgery or instead of uh, giving people fish, you're giving them the fishing rod. Mm-hmm. So everybody who comes through phase four has to make an agreement that they're going to do something great with their life. And so they screen people out to make sure that they're going to be able to give back afterwards. And so we had a woman who, who from um, Uganda, and she had her husband, who was a professor at that time, uh, threw acid in her face. Uh, he, he, did spend, he did spend the night in jail, but then got released, and then nothing happened after that. And if you talk to anybody publicly about it, people say, oh, yeah, acid attacks are they're too common, they're horrible, and things like yada, yada, yada. But then what happens to the survivor is that they're supposed to, um, be, they're supposed to be a victim for the rest of their life. They're supposed to retreat from society and never be seen again. And so Hanifa was starting to do that, and then she had kind of a Rosa Parks moment and said, I'm not moving to the back of the bus. And so she, she basically said, I'm going to go out and get help. And so she started looking in on the internet and someone recommended her to face forward. And so we brought her over here. And because, because she's upsetting the status quo back in, in uh, Uganda, she actually had death threats. We had death threats against us from people back in Uganda saying, you can't do this, as a, you, know, you can't get involved in our society and things like that. And so she came over here, a uh, very brave woman, had a lot of treatment. She had horrible injuries. And so we're not going to make her uh, perfect, but we actually uh, improved her significantly. And so, um, and now she's actually a visiting scholar at the University of Pittsburgh. She's an international scholar of women's rights, and she spoke at the UN. And Tell me she left her husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, we won't treat anybody who's still in the abusive relationship. Right. For, for, uh, again, it's men, women, and children who are survivors of domestic violence, and we've expanded to uh, other cruel acts of crime. And so, the, uh, which comes to well, some of our current patients that we're going to be helping. But with Hanifa, she's actually going to start to work to change the way that women are treated in Uganda. And so, this one little woman, 
who just was to come anywhere in life who had her face burned off by acid and now is going to change the world. And, and, and that's, that's, what, that's what phase four is all about. We want to we basically get rid of uh, the, as much scars as we can so that we want to become uh, empowered to do something great. And you mentioned men, so men are victims of violence. So we had um, Dorbo Wee Boy, who was in an orphanage and abused, had scars on his face, his nose, his mouth, and things like that. So we, uh, we fixed his scars, we got him all new teeth with, uh, with Dr. Um, Rifkin, who's a wonderful uh, cosmetic dentist. He's a de cosmetic dentist to the stars, but he volunteered his time and, and rebuilt his entire mouth. And now he's uh, so happy, he's, just, he's uh, going to school in Texas to learn agriculture, so he can bring agriculture back to uh, small villages. And, um, and I think he's, he's from Kenya. My, my daughter was just visiting from London, and I told her that I was coming to see you and told her a bit about the, the charity. And, and she said that acid, throwing acid in the face has become a thing I, in I, England. I, I was going to get to that. So what happened is the yeah, acid attacks have been like 500 acid attacks in London just in the past year alone. And what happened is, they're, they're, for number one, acid is very easy to get a hold of. Um, number what acid is it they use? It's sulfuric so acid, it's like battery acid, sulfuric acid. And um, extremely damaging. And what happens is, is hitmen or people who throw acid on other people realize that if you stab somebody, you can get 30 years in prison. If you throw acid on somebody, you're probably going to get more like uh, seven years in prison or less. And for example, we had this one fellow, Andreas, wonderful man, and he was uh, went to his door on Christmas Eve because uh, he thought it was a caroler, and it was someone who threw acid in his face. And so he, he lost one eye, he lost his job, um, almost lost his. Why did he lose his job? Because he couldn't see. Oh. And, and so, so he almost, uh, so he almost lost his family um, because it, it's just so, it's such a devastating injury. And uh, he, he was a handsome man, extremely scarred, and he had one, one eye that doesn't work and one eye that, that barely works at all. And the cruel, even more cruel thing about that is that the quote-unquote hitman who was trying to uh, get back at somebody got the wrong house. Oh. And so that, that guy had, was sentenced to seven years in prison, and he's probably going to get out in four years. So here, here's Andreas, his life is just devastated. It's not, in his case, it won't be because he's such a powerful man, but uh, it, it's, it, his injuries are devastating. And the guy's only getting in prison get, for four there's years. There's so many aspects to this, but just why would that get a, is be considered a lesser crime than stabbing uh, someone? They think it's a lesser crime. No, but Andreas is working very hard to change that. So he's going to come over here. He's already had many surgeries through the NHS. He's going to kind of come over here. We can do some more surgeries. But not only that, but he's actually arranged for, I think, 10 marathons so far that he's going to be running in to go ahead and help raise money for uh, Phase 4. So he's, uh, he's, trying, he's working with a... Uh, there's a really up-and-coming artist named Rags and Bone. He's just, do you, do you know Rags and Bone? Yes. He's wonderful, but he's working with him to see if they can do a benefit concert. And so, and, and, he, and he's working very hard with, uh, with, and he will not stop until they change the laws in England. Wow. And, and, and so so uh, how do you raise money to do this wonderful work? Yeah, I, I do for free. My wife works 24-7 and we don't get a penny. But we raise money, uh, the biggest money is our annual gala. Mm -hmm. And then we also uh, do a series of grants, private donations, and, and uh, small events throughout the year. And, uh, we're trying, we're trying to work more with corporate sponsors right now, but we, it's a, since it's only 10 years old, it's not like it's something that's been around for a long time. So when you're a, more of a, a newer charity, it takes a while to build your corporate sponsorship and grants and things like that, but that's what we're working on right now. Just got a $15,000 grant from some company today, as a matter of fact. And also, presumably, some of your wealthier patients, when they hear about your work. Yeah, exactly. We got a donation, exactly. And how can listeners help? I know people will go to your website, which is faceforwardla.org, and people can donate them, find out more about the extraordinary work that you do. Yeah, every charity needs time, talent, and money. Mm. And so, if you have, so donations are always welcome. All donations go towards travel arrangements for medicines, for nursing care afterwards, and, and just so every patient costs at least six thousand dollars, if not eight to ten thousand dollars, depending on where they're coming from. So money is always wonderful. Uh, time, talent. If someone has, if for example, um, Robin Thicke. Uh, performed at a gala, he was a big draw for the gala, he donated his time. Right. 
and then um, and then uh, time. If, if you if you have neither have talent nor um, money, then time. We all need uh, tons of volunteers. We the uh, either either uh, for the survivors driving around, taking them to doctors. Okay. If you happen to work for the hotel, you can, you can give like a hotel, if you can arrange for. Uh, uh, discounted a few hotel rooms for uh, for a week or two, or just or you have an apartment someplace that's staying vacant. Instead of renting out, just time will work out. We'll all give it to one of our survivors for a week or two while they're recovering from their procedures and things like that. There's just always things that people can do. Okay, time, talent, money. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Too. Thank you, thank of you, course. thank you for the work that you do. Thank not you. just for regular people, but for, for the injured especially. Yeah, it, it, I, I love when Mrs. Jones comes in and, and, yeah. and she feels beautiful about yes. herself. But I also, uh, also love when, um, like for example, um, I'm blanking on her name right now, um, but we had one woman who uh, was set on fire by her husband and oh, her, uh, sake. and she, you know, when you look at her, she basically lost every bit of tissue on her chest, on her, uh, you just see basic skin grafts on rib cage, um, where her breasts used to be, and her arms are completely fused to her, uh, to her uh, sides, so she couldn't lift her arms up or anything like that, and so the first surgery we did, we did a lot of skin grafting, we grafted basically between her chest and her arms, so she actually keep her, get her arms away from her chest, and she just came in, and, and she, uh, after the surgery, the first thing she did, she actually hugged me, she said, I haven't been able to, I haven't been able to hug, hug anybody, including my children, for 10 years. Are you noticing more young girls with, with social media and cell phones and body image? Is, is it getting worse? I don't know how long you've been practicing. It, it, it's actually a huge topic. Huge topic. And so, for example, like the advent of makeup started when the Egyptian queens started to wear makeup, became yeah. very, very common. And so, it's, it, you're, you're basically touching on what is the influence of media uh, on cosmetics. And so you go, you go from that, and then, then people always want to dress like the kings and queens after them, and they want to follow the royal family who are trendsetters. And then, then you start to have paintings and people have to look at people in paintings and then the Renaissance era period and things like that. And then you start getting to um, extreme makeovers and, and they, you know, they get to Playboy magazine. Everybody thinks that when you're a little boy in America, you, you think that all women look like they do, like the, air, like the airbrush girl in a Playboy magazine and you realize that's just not possible. It changes what your perception of, of beauty is. So media has a big impact on what perception of beauty would be, like a, like a Rubenesque girl is typically not going to be attractive today as she was back in Ruben's times. Right. So yeah, you do have people who, uh, who want to have bigger looks because of Kylie Jenner, or people who want to sit there and have these uh, grotesquely large bums that are um, that from because of, uh, because of Kardashian and things like that. You have a, a Kardashian body uh, ten years ago would be would be nothing, mm -hmm. but nowadays it's it's all all the rage. It's amazing what social media and and basically this media can do to influence what people's idea, perception of beauty is. It sounds to me like you you don't judge people at all. No, if you go to if you go to a surgeon who judges you, uh, then then go to somebody else because you should be able to come in here and tell me whatever you whatever you're into, whatever you like to do, whatever you want to look like, and things like that. I'll tell you what's possible, not possible. If you're getting really, I'll tell you if you're getting really, really way out there. Um, if you're getting really way out there, I'll, I'll coax you out of it and things like that. But I'm not going to judge you for anything. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so of much. Of course. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. The trauma endured by women who have had acid thrown in their faces puts the problem of a few wrinkles in perspective. But that's not going to stop me checking out the quote Dr Alessi's office gave me for my own facial needs. 40 units of Botox, $640. Full face deep laser, 3200 Mini facelift, $15,500. Plus 2600 for the operating room and 1025 for the anaesthesia. That's only for three hours, mind you. If it goes over three hours, more fees apply. They don't take Discover card or personal checks. 
Unless some kind soul starts a GoFundMe page for my cosmetic needs, I'm going to have to grow old naturally and as gracefully as possible. For more information about Dr. Alessi's day job, facialinstitute.com and his non-profit is faceforwardla.org. Stay calm and chat on. This is the last chat of the year. Thanks so much for listening and sharing us. Happy New Year. Let's make 2018 the year of the chat. If you want to get me a present, please leave us a five-star rave review on iTunes and share the chat with your family and friends. Thanks to Dr. David Alessi and my producer and engineer, Tiago Barrero. My next guest is Shaman Mandy King, who helps me find my inner soul and can help you find yours. That episode will be up and out there on January the 8th, 2018. We have some fantastic guests lined up for next year. Actor A. Martinez, currently starring in Longmire on Netflix. Top musician Jeffrey Young, who has toured with Jackson Brown, Sting and Alanis Morissette, among others. And he's got a new album out. And spiritual leader and best-selling author Marianne Williamson. In the meantime, keep calm and chat on. Put the kettle on, Tiago. I think we've earned a nice cup of tea. We simply must applaud them The Chat Podcast with Claire Borden Keep calm and chat on The Chat with Claire Fordham is an M Squared production.